of Not Feel Good People. She's an intimate one this day with me and just my brother Max House. Just us, baby. Fucking A. Got our coffee cups yeah. full of soda. <laughs> yeah. Like true professionals. <laughs> so, we just watched the trailer. What was the trailer we just watched? Uh, Brimstone was the one we just watched. Just watched the trailer for Brimstone. Is this, I thought it was Brimstone 2 for some reason. I was like, was it just Brimstone? It was just Brimstone, yeah. Brimstone this is a weird trailer for a sequel. This doesn't seem like a very sequel-y... Yeah, they really upped the budget if it was a sequel. Right? But there's, like, a bunch of characters from game. The only reason why I saw it is because there was, like, a shot, like, a thumbnail of Jon Snow holding a gun. <laughs> I was like, I want to see what this movie's about. Yeah. And But I was talking about, I was going to say, Kit Harrington. Like, I've read multiple places that he hates his long hair. Like, really? One of the things he hates about being in Game of Thrones is he hates having long hair. Uh-huh. Or having to have long hair contractually. Yeah. Which is so weird because I feel like he pulls it off so much better. Like, he pulls it off so well. Yeah, he's got dope-ass long hair. Looks so good. Is I that, can't. Is the that, point where, like, I feel like he might look weird with short hair. Is that why he always puts it in the bun now? Probably. Because it's just but too it did, much But he didn't have it in a bun and, and whatever. No, it looked like it was getting all dusty and what was that show? Brimstone. 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 It, yeah, it had like classic Jon Snow long hair. I think like, I don't know, man. I don't think, I feel like because, here's the thing. I could be wrong. It could be like the agents like, who like told Kevin James to never lose weight. Because mm-hmm. he'll never get another role or something. <laughs> That's awesome. But I mean, honestly, like I feel like it would look weird if he had short hair. Yeah, it would. Although, you know what? He's such a better looking guy than me. He could probably pull off any. He just looks good no matter what. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Like, he's a handsome guy. If he, he kept could the probably beard, he pull- could probably pull off a buzz. All my hair is gone right now. Did you ever <laughs> did you ever see, um, you ever look back at, like, old Game of Thrones episodes? Yeah. yeah. Like, pilots and stuff? It's so and weird. how weird, how young they are. How young they are. And there's some things where Jon Snow has a beard, but it's like, a really nicely trimmed beard, so it looks really weird. Like, it looks, like, professionally... Like, like it looks The, the beard lines are super straight. Really? It looks off. Hmm. Huh. Like, he needs to have that scruffy look. Yeah, yeah, and needs to fucking be out a bit, for sure. Yeah. And before that, uh, Guy Pierce. You have something to say about Guy Pierce? Oh, yeah, something I had to think about Guy Pierce. Do you feel... Okay, here's how I feel about Guy Pierce. I feel like Guy Pierce is one of those guys who's legitimately, like, a really good actor. Mm-hmm. For one reason or another isn't always cast in, like, the best, biggest roles. It's weird. But, like, I feel like I've seen him in so many B-movies just killing whatever, like, just acting his ass off in so many shit, horrible movies, if that makes sense. I feel like his name, Guy Pierce, is an A-list name. Like, Guy Pierce, I feel like, is an A-list name you can put up on a bill. Anyone, I think, knows Guy Pierce. Even kids nowadays probably know the name Guy Pierce as an actor. But, like... Yeah, like, last thing I can even remember him in was at the very end of the road when he was in it for three minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like the, he's, like, a great character. I don't know if he's, like, an tour, so maybe he only picks passion projects. I guess, but if that's the case, he picks some stinkers sometimes. Oh, yeah, like Lockout. Lockout, or, uh, <laughs> do you know Lockout got sued by Escape from New York? And they won? Yeah. Oh, that sucks for Lockout. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> They're like, it's in space. It ain't in New York. It's in space. Although the lo- trailer for Lockout, forever my favorite. Great trailer. Probably the best trailer of all time. 
beastly trailer, yes. It's just like, it, it like outlines like, it's like one of those things where it's like the president's daughter is trapped in a prison in space. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, there's only one person who can get her out. Snow. Snow. <laughs> He's a loose cannon. But he's the best there is. <laughs> yeah, and then and then it cuts to like Guy Pierce doing some like really pithy dialogue. Yeah, really like well, real all, gravelly too. Uh, yeah, well, hey, all I gotta do is go into space, save the president's daughter. It's almost like he's John Claude Van Damme now. Yeah, a little bit, but like, like John Claude Van Damme never had the acting chops he does. Exactly, John Va- John Claude can't say that name. JCVD has nothing nowhere of the acting skills as. Uh, Guy Pierce, but they take the exact same roles. Right, exactly. I feel like he's been in so many like straight to DVD style movies. That one about Edie Edie something is like part of the Warhol scene. Okay. Factory Girl it's called. Right, yep. He plays Andy Warhol and he's like acting his ass off. He's doing a good job acting, but I feel like in that movie is so low budget. That movie that- was like an underground very low but it, but it it felt like I was talking to my friend Nick about this mm-hmm. and about how like it just feels like if you do period pieces wrong it feels like a bunch of kids playing dress up yeah it feels and like not a like, high school play yeah yeah and that's what that movie suffered from so i think guy pierce's acting was great but it, they gave him this goofiest fucking wig mm. and it just looked weird and he was surrounded by a bad movie with bad <laughs> actors i mean factory girl is so bad Here's a, here's a like here's an example. Hayden Christensen played Bob Dylan in Factory Girl. That's fucking weird. <laughs> That's odd. Right? I would love to see that just so I could just see it. see Hayden Christensen <laughs> doing his best Bob. In the new American Horror Story, I read somewhere that one of the main characters or one of the episodes is going to focus on is about cult leaders. Okay. And um, the guy who makes it, Ryan Murphy, guy who made Glee. Honestly, Ryan Murphy sounds like a black guy, but I bet it's not. I, a black I bet guy. it's a very white guy. I bet it's a very white, have, very gay guy. I have some respect for him. I've never seen him, mm-hmm. but I don't want to like him, and I don't <laughs> think I do like him. But I think I have a shred of respect for him. Right. But he said something weird, which is like this one is all about cult leaders or something like that. Mm-hmm. I stopped watching seasons ago, but um, last season I watched was the witch one. Same here. And that was hot season. They had Emma Roberts. There's, you know what? There was one amazing scene in the hotel one. Oh, when they the Lou Reed the yeah. Lou Reed scene where they like all the serial killers are getting together and they're having a dinner, and one guy starts playing uh, Sweet Jane. <laughs> it's such a bizarre. It's like all I need is like honestly, this entire season could exist just to have this scene. I saw it right. completely out of context. Lauren and Aaron were watching it. Yeah, I just walked in, in the middle of that scene. I was like. I mean, this scene's fucking dope. Yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is a great scene. <laughs> uh, I saw Lady Gaga fucking that season. I was dope. Just, yeah. Just, yeah, it was. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> but anyways, he states Andy Warhol as a cult leader. Oh, he's like, the, Andy Warhol's going to play a cult leader in no, this the, season? But, know, but he already feels like in real life Andy Warhol was a cult, cult leader. I think in real life he thinks Andy Warhol was a cult leader, so... This season, they they go, they jump. Every episode kind of jumps to a different cult leader. Like there's going to be Manson and shit, and they're all played by that one kid. Oh, every epi- okay, so every ep- like it's like every episode is an anthology now. It's almost like every episode, like the Twilight Zone, where every episode's its own thing. The more you ask questions, the more this sounds confusing because <laughs> I have to like backtrack and be like, <laughs> no, there is an o- o- overarching story, right? But some episodes I hear are complete flashbacks. 
And this is all from me just like reading articles online about people <laughs> talking about it. Yeah. And so it's all about uh, this one timeline, right? Mm-hmm. And the kid who plays Quicksilver is in it. And right. the kid who plays Quicksilver plays all these different uh, Charles Manson, all these different cult leaders throughout the years. Yeah. And he plays Andy Warhol at one point. And that just made me think for a minute. It was just like. That's kind of weird that he thought he was a cult leader. And then, and then I thought, like, am I just too dumb to realize that he was? Yeah, I was like, I was like is this guy, is he, what is he seeing that I'm not seeing? Yeah, like, is it... Especially because, like, I don't, I don't feel like that is the general consensus of the public. I don't feel all. like Andy Warhol was trying to... I feel like a lot of people see him as, like... I think there's a difference between like a cult leader and just a charismatic person that everyone f- generate. Like, well, I feel like I feel like if you're gonna say Andy Warhol was a cult leader, yeah, you could make the case that like Joe Rogan was a, is a cult leader. <laughs> this yeah, is that like yeah, you he's totally got could. his own herring of comedians that hang around him, and he's sort of like the alpha comedian in a way. Like he's got a fan. He's got the fucking fan base. Yeah, you know. Yeah, we want to be Joe Rogan. Yeah, and he's got he's got like this gr- group of people too. Like he's got these group of comedians who are around him, and like, I mean, it's weird to see because it's like I guess I can say this is not even comedian. I have no hope of ever meeting Joe Rogan. It doesn't matter to me. But you f- get to say whenever you see like a podcast where he's doing a podcast with, like multiple comedians. Yeah, yeah, okay. On it, yeah, you always feel like. Uh, Joe has way more leeway to shit on people than than everyone else yeah. in the podcast. Yeah, totally. It feels like it that you can kind of hear how uh, even like Burt Kreischer. There's one Burt Kreischer, and Tom Segura, and Ari mm-hmm. recently. It was good. And they're all drinking and stuff, and like all funny it, motherfuckers. Also, man. all super funny. And that's the thing. Joe Rogan is legitimately funny. Joe Rogan, I do he like. Earns I think, everything. I think he, he I think I think he earns everything he has. But the, you do get the sense that like he's like shitting on everyone. You get the sense that like no one really wants to go at him as hard as he's going at them. Yeah, I can feel that because he does have so much power and his podcast. His podcast is so powerful, and it's like especially in the comedy and world. also like a lot of these guys. He sort of groomed in a weird way. Like he had right. him. He, he was like because he's like doing been big and successful so much longer than any yeah. of these guys. Bert especially. Is Bert like, especially, yeah. And it's like uh, he's been doing comedy longer than any of them. It's funny though because he's like way older than most of them and he looks like as either as, as young, young or, or younger because he just takes such good care of his body. He's like Joe Rogan's in like his mid fi- I mean I could be wrong but I'm pretty sure he's in his mid 50s. If you say mid 50s I'm going to fucking I'm going to fucking freak out, man, like an ape. Hello, freak bitches. Hello, freak bitches. All right, I'm just going to look it up quickly. My favorite podcast intro of all time. Not even podcast intro. Sometimes I'll be scrolling through YouTube, and I'll see a Joe Rogan podcast, and I'll just click on it for the first two seconds, <laughs> and it always, it never fails. Hello, freak bitches. <laughs> He's exactly 50 years old. That's still pretty fucking nuts. He looks good, man. Right. He looks amazing Joe for Rogan 50. Joe Rogan looks fucking good. Joe Rogan looks ridiculous for 50 years yeah, old. Yeah, man. Isn't our dad like 50 years old, or am I crazy? Yeah, he's like 56, 57. Joe Rogan looks like he's in his mid-30s. That's There's guys in their mid-30s who look worse than Joe Rogan. Who look Rogan. like... Exactly, yeah. Like, Joe Rogan's like really jacked and like... Good skin, good clean skin. skin. 
Oh, he's doing float tank and mushrooms, just constantly <laughs> expanding his mind. <laughs> Going fucking nuts. <laughs> but okay, so, but I know what you mean when, when it's like, especially when someone who's like, has some success in the industry, like that guy had with Glee. Although I think Glee is such a horrible, horrible show. Yeah, but I, I mean, don't like Glee either. But also, like, I guess it's successful, so you gotta give him that. Do you yeah. have to give him that? I don't know. It's weird. Like, the thing is, I hear people I know say it has merit. Right. So then that makes me go, like, well, then let me take it a bit easier on this guy. Right. And then I did watch American Horror Story, and I did like the first and second season. They were good. I thought they were cool, you know? So yeah. I'm like, this guy's got some cool-ass ideas. And I think a lot of the ideas for American Horror Story are cool. Yeah. Like Freak Show, you know? A whole season about a freak show. I'd yeah. love to make a movie about a freak show nowadays. I think that yeah. you could... Oh, yeah. It'd be so oh. controversial and fucked up. I would love it. I watched the whole season. And just, I feel like... And I also hear that season like, is shit, though. Yeah, I feel like they, they every single season, they have an overarching plan that they abandon halfway through. Right. That's what every season feels like, where it's like, where you, it feels like it's lost the plot of what was really was interesting or important about it, what, like, halfway through. What kept it creepy and almost small. In a weird way, I feel like American Horror would really benefit from being, like, a 10-episode thing instead of, like, a 25-episode season. Yeah, that would suck if it was, like, a Fox-like... It is. It's twenty five, isn't it? Twenty five? No. All right. Episode count of American Horror Story. I don't think so. Hey, let me look this up. That'd be way too much to go through. I'm pretty sure that's why, because I'm like, I always thought like this could benefit from being just ten episodes. And that and that goes with like my point with like how uh, when plots rise after the uh, after the climax, or not even after the climax, but during the climax, about midway through, plots have this need to rise in budget and like mm-hmm. just overall scale you know so like yeah. sometimes you get these small movies that start off really cool and it's like you know some truck driver who's out killing homeless people or something and then it turns into this like big thing where at the end he's like in this okay. big field having a sword fight you know it's only 13 episodes you're right it feels like it's 20 13 feels <laughs> 13 <laughs> like, feels all right i feel like you know what are the hour episodes yeah gotta be I feel like it would benefit them from being half hours because it's just like, I, I feel like they're trying to feel like they're like, I don't have enough plot to fill this amount of airtime. That's yeah. what it feels like. Yeah, probably. As to where like, uh, with Better Call Saul and Breaking Bad, those talked about, they like every single episode they had to find 15 minutes to cut because they just had too much stuff mm. to fit in, that could fit in the episode. Yeah. I feel like, uh, so there's like a lot of probably decent stuff on the cutting room floor. I feel like America's is the opposite problem where they're like, they need to fill space. So they're just writing shit. What, what, what spooky that we can happen. Like there's this one moment and I'm glad it happened because it's one of the most cool thing I quoted to this day. I didn't even watch the full season. <laughs> I watched like half of the season of Freak Show. Uh-huh. But this fucking quote is just amazing. It's just like a, it's such a perfect line of bad, horrible dialogue, but amazing. Yeah. Uh, it was where the uh, the boy with he's got crab hands. <laughs> right crab on. Hand crab freak hand boy. Yeah. Didn't that guy actually in real life crab hand boy? Wasn't he a serial killer? Was he? I know there's a serial killer with crab hands. Oh, that's would, so freaky. Who killed like 15 women. Like <sighs> he had a high count. And he's in love with uh, one of the girls. I can't remember which. One of the regulars. Yeah, but then he found out she was maybe using. It was one of those like, it was like a classic like 80s teen thing where the guy uses the nerd girl, but then he falls in love with her. Okay. It was like one of those things where she was gonna exploit him, and then she legitimately fell in love with him. But then he found out she was gonna exploit him, so he became an alcoholic. Mm-hmm. And he started fucking the fat lady. 
Like like the in the freak show, her, her whole title was she was the, yeah. the super overweight lady. Not even the fat bearded lady. Might have been the fat bearded lady. It might have been like just it. the fat I, lady. I would, I would like if it's just the fat lady. <laughs> I think it was. I think it was just an oh, extremely obese person. Isn't there other girls in the fairy could have fucked? Probably, but he's fucking the fat. Well, that's his thing. It goes and like it's I like there's like a scene. Over, over like, this is a scene where someone's like. Because he's an alcoholic. I love how it's like he's an alcoholic and like his punishment he has a fucking obese person. Like, so fucking mean. That's, that's his punishment? <laughs> but not his punishment, but like the way the writers wrote it where it's like, oh, like his and face. then he hit his bottom. He fucked a, an overweight lady. <laughs> like, so fat she was put in a circus behind bars. <laughs> like, that was like, that was like they wrote that as his like low point, but he's drunk and he's having sex with this fat. Fat bearded lady, fat lady, I can't remember which. And uh <laughs> doesn't matter. Does, really doesn't matter. And then uh <laughs> and then a character like walks in on him doing it, and they're like, Crabhead man, you gotta get your life together. And he's like, they're telling like you're fucking alcoholics. And he's like, and then his response was like in the middle of I, I I may have gotten everything wrong, but his response, because his response was just like gold. Like I me and Aaron quoted this day where he just goes <laughs> Look at these knockers! And he grabs her boobs. They're huge! That <laughs> <laughs> was just like, that was, was just like, no man, you're the idiot. You're the asshole. Look at these knockers. They're fucking huge. That's amazing. That's fucking dope. Why wouldn't a crab boy be a fucking? That's funny. I think that's played off the actual serial killer I was talking about. But he wasn't a serial killer. No, but I, the like I think they're doing parts. It sounds, it relates to the actual serial killer because the actual serial killer had a drunk dad who was an alcoholic who beat the fuck out of him because he had crab boy hands. And so crab boy. I think that was part of his story. I think. I don't know. Crab boy himself became an alcoholic and then started murdering all these women with his crab hands. (laughs) His crab hands. That would suck. (laughs) Having crab hands. Look at these knockers. They're huge. It's like a line out of that Ben Foster would say in Hell or High Water. This is funny. I was looking at a. I was watching. I looked at one of these like horrible BuzzFeed clickbaity articles where it's just like, look at all the. It was like, look at the. Um, They're fun to read. Wives and stuff of the cast of Game of Thrones. Yeah. A lot of, like Jamie Lannister. Whew. What his wife? Yeah, I feel like you could do better. Really? Looks wise, this is incredibly shallow for me. Normal looking, or just like i just feel Sl- i imagine the guy guy who plays jamie lannister is insanely good looking yeah he's the fucking he looks like a ken doll is so his it's wife, like i expect his is his wife normal looking or is she below average taking all judgmental out of here well, let's I'm, gonna pretend, pull her, I'm gonna pull her let's up pretend we're the two gods of beauty okay yeah, yeah. and let's just, just view pretend the, that we have any place right. at all to judge and let's just pretend we're like gods viewing earth and humans as a general Oh, this guy's name will never be. The guy who plays Jamie Lancer's name, like his, it'll never be a Leo. Nicolaj Tescoglu. Yeah, it's like he spells his first name N I K A O L A J. Yeah, Nicolaj. And his last name is W A L D A U. I don't know that one. Like it's like that's not gonna roll off the tongue. That's not a Brad Pitt. No, he's gonna be Jamie Lancer. I didn't watch. I know. Uh, I know Jim Jeffries. Has a has like a political show now. He has like a Daily Show style show. And Brad Pitt's on it. I saw. I was a commercial. Say, I didn't know that. I saw. I, a commercial. I, was, I, I I was listening to the podcast, a podcast with him on it, and Brad Pitt just is like his weatherman. Yeah. On the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I saw a commercial, and like it's like old looking Brad Pitt with short hair now. 
Yeah. I was like, did he do that for a bit? If so, that's cool of Brad Pitt. It's funny. You always think about, like... Like, you look at these BuzzFeed articles where it's like, here's each actor's wife. And the only reason why you click on them is because they've, like, done the work of, like, putting it all together for you. Otherwise, you could just Google search every actor and their significant other. You know that what I mean? That is very true. It's, like, like, it's, not, it's, not like, it's not like they have there's, there's such journalistic prowess that they hunted these yeah. people. You know? It's like they just Googled it like you did That's and then true. made money off of the list. Like, I wouldn't go out of my way to look up Jane Lannister's wife. No, you would never... In fact, I would presume he didn't have a wife. He was going off his Game of Thrones glory and just fucking tail left and right. It's not that she's ugly. It's just she's got a... Her face is, like, so full of, like, Botox and stuff. Gotta show me. It looks swollen. Whitney Cummings kind of has that face. Kind of, but this is... Too much? I would feel like Whitney Cummings is better looking than this person. I got a big crush on Whitney Cummings. hear that Whitney it's just you know it's not even that she's ugly it's just that when you're dating Jamie Lannister man I know what you mean that is his wife okay that's his wife yeah do you know what I mean she looks she's not ugly by any stretch it's just she's dating the guy the guy who plays Jamie Lannister looks like he's cut from stone she's not ugly she looks like a 70 year old Asian mom Kind of. Who took care of herself? <laughs> yeah, I was like, she looks like the mum off the Kardashians. Like you expect Jamie Lannister to be dating like she this, looks like Chris Kardashian, like twenty-eight-year-old ten. You know, you'd expect. Him to I be wonder, like fucking going up against Alexandra Daddario. Yeah, or like, like, you know what I mean, man? Yeah, she's yeah. She's I know pretty. what you mean. Yeah, I, I don't want to be an she's asshole a, and be like thing. she's ugly. She is successful in her own right. So here's my theory on this. All right. Yeah. My theory is that he was a struggling actor. And she they have a family together too. They have kids and stuff. She took him in. She was his sugar mama. And then he broke it big and he's like, he's got a sense of loyalty. He's like, what am I gonna just split off from this lovely lady who took it? Maybe he loves her. That but angle it, is better too. That angle is a bit better. But look at him. He You it, know what I mean? It really looks like he's like at the gala like with his mother. Every guy could like look. Exactly. Every it, totally. <laughs> every guy looks at that and like, yeah, I would like to look like Like he doesn't Jamie even Lannis. look that close to her. Like it looks like he's with his mother. <laughs> like he's keeping like kind of like shoulder distance apart and like Yeah, like Right there is a bad one. I now I'm just fishing for bad photos. Like if everyone, yeah. if people grabbed every bad photo of me, oh, <laughs> oh it'd be a fucking slaughter. Hello, welcome to the Jamie Lannister podcast. Today on episode, fuck Braden Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> you think because he knows he knows his name is so unmarketable. He calls his podcast the Jamie, Jamie Lannister, Lannister podcast. podcast. I know none of you dumb cunts know how to pronounce the name. <laughs> So I'm just calling it the Jamie Lannister. If he did that, it may not last, but like his ratings would skyrocket for the first few episodes. I'd listen he, to it. If he had a podcast called the Jamie Lannister Podcast. The Jamie Lannister Podcast. There's no way he wouldn't get like a couple million downloads his first week. I would love, like, first episode is him and Dinklage. Oh, dude. <laughs> dude. It's and called they don't Stick even Your Dink in Me. Hey, Dinklage. People ever make fun of your name? Hey, that's his first 
<laughs> Ever got picked on in high middle school, Dinklage? Is he a name? <laughs> Mostly for being a dwarf. <laughs> like, what about your name? It sounds dink. Dink? It's a pecker, mate. Fucking, fucking knob, ain't it? <laughs> ain't it? Ain't it? He's <laughs> making him like this. I don't even know if it, he might be American. Uh, I don't think I don't think he's like Northern English. <laughs> in it, uh, yeah, he's not an in it guy. Yeah, I think he has a more Southern uh, tone, more Does American. It, I, I didn't even think about it. Does he have a fucking English accent in Game of Thrones? A slight Cersei one. Lannister. It's very slight. It's it's like there's an accent there for sure, right? Yeah, yeah, it's a slight one. Yeah. Does anyone have an American accent in Game of Thrones? American, they all have slightly different weird accents because they, they all have like some of them sound Irish, some of them sound fucking Scottish. Mel Sandra could be American, she just speaks slowly, she doesn't really speak an accent. She's like Jon Snow, yeah, like, you know what I mean. Fuck, I'm trying to think, is there even any American actors on Game of Thrones? Isn't Jamie Lannister American? Maybe not, I don't think so. Peter Dinklage is an American, is he? Is he? Peter Dinklage is American. And he speaks with an English accent on this show. <laughs> <laughs> um, what did you think of the finale now that we're talking about it? Good. I, I loved it. Yeah. We did talk about it last episode. Did we? Yeah. <laughs> it yeah, good. it was dope. It was really good. Um, I think people like, like to nitpick. So I think some people were nitpicking the ending. Yeah. But I liked it. Um... Here's the thing, man. They're they like a lot of people. Like I remember some people, because it's still it's, it's just that you know what TV's so fucking good. Yeah. There's so many good shows on. Only in an environment like this can anyone give Game of Thrones shit. Right. Right. They were they were like before this. It was all yes dears, <laughs> and it was all fucking uh, what's uh what's the one with uh, Patton Oswalt and. King of Queens. King of Queens. It was all, like 90% of television was multicam sitcoms. Even Scrubs, which I love Scrubs. I love Scrubs. Love Scrubs. But, I mean, are you going to sit here and compare season seven of Scrubs to season seven of Game of Thrones? Like, not even fucking close, right? <laughs> not even close. I might, overall, I might enjoy the show Scrubs more than Game of Thrones. Mm -hmm. But Game of Thrones has such higher quality than Scrubs. Well, it's just like the story is so, I mean, like, it's one of those things where it's like, if George R. R. Martin had finished all the books. Yeah. Would it maybe have been better because they would have been adapted from show? Maybe. Yes. Yeah. It would have felt would have felt more real, probably. You know what I mean? But now they're fucking they're playing with their own deck of cards, like they and they got a and they know they they got an end date. They gotta bring it home. Yeah. So it's like when people complain about this distance traveling shit, I get it. I get how a whole season used to be a guy going from point A to point B. But I mean, practical. they gotta. But unless they want to go ten seasons, which I I feel like the creators are probably sick of the show by now, and the actors probably would not. Yeah, exactly. It's like they have to bring it home within a certain amount of time. So they're like, listen, man, we gotta fucking wrap this shit up. Yeah. All right, we're gonna like pretend like there's Sorry. weeks in between shots in yeah. an episode, and say like he's going from here to here, and he went back. Like we just gotta like we gotta give you a, a clear. Yeah. Like it, here's the thing. Like they're doing bullet points almost. And if you want the full thing, just wait till the book comes out. I if you want like, every little detail. I feel like they've done enough world building. I feel like right? they've successfully built the planet of uh, Westeros in the show. 
Mm. You know, like like you and, know and, and you he, know it's a big enough show when you're really invested in a very small story arc. Yeah, that's not John and Danny to getting together. You know, yes. Like right now, I'm really interested in Theon, and I really want to see how Davos' story ends up. Right. I honestly, the White Walker and the whole thing is like. Either they're going to kill everyone, and there's going to be some big revelation, or either way, the world's going to change after this White Walker shit. Something's going to come up, right? Exactly. So it's almost so big, you can't stop it. Exactly. It's but, going to and, happen. Oh, but and, I just want to know what characters are okay and what they're going to do. Exactly. Like, do they die with their wife in their hands? They, exactly. Or they die in battle, they die in a horrible way. Also, like, here's, also here's the thing. Is it as nuanced as it was when the books were in play? No. no. But is it fun? Fuck yes, it's fun. It's so satisfying to have like one episode be like Danny finally attacking an army with her dragons and having another episode be Jon Snow and a group his like his like magnificent version of the Magnificent Seven go out into the wild to get everyone's a favorite warriors. Yeah, like all fucking busting. That shit's just like it sure it might is it does it feel a little fanficky times? Yes. But it fucking is still awesome and fun. Oh, I love watching. It's so the, fun. I love watching the Hound just like bust balls with Tormund and shit. Yeah, like it's just like, and like even uh, like we're talking about Jay, uh, not Jamie. We're talking about uh, Peter Dinklage's character Tyrion. Tyrion with uh, Bronn. Yeah, and it's just like uh, like it's just a short little conversation they have when they finally meet. That's all the audience wants. They just want to see them acknowledge each other again. Yeah, and, and that acknowledge little, each little moment existence. of sweetness when they yeah. say I miss each when they say they miss each other. That's all you need. Oh, it was perfect. Those characters, those notes were played perfectly. If those characters don't see each other again, I feel like they would have an awesome bittersweet ending with that little conversation. That's all you need. You know, you just know. They're friends. They've always respect each other. They're in the middle of something fucked up yeah, right now. Like, and that's the thing. That's another thing I like. There's something that's nuanced is like the idea that people who are people who are friends can be opposing sides of a fucking war. Yeah, Fighting exactly. each other, you know? Yeah, they just got to do what they got to do. Jamie and uh, that big girl. Oh, yes. Gwendolyn. Brienne. Christine. Yeah, yeah. But also, that's not true anymore because Jamie ended up leaving right. King's Landing and started to snow. Rumors are that Bronn might go... North too, because he hates. Well, he ain't gonna. Yeah, he hates Lena Headey, the actress. Yeah, the actress and the actor do not get along at all because they, they used fucked? to bone. Oh, for sure. <laughs> for do you think? Sure. Do you think this happened mid show? I think it, yeah, I think it happened. Do you like, think they hooked up like, like in the trailers? It, when, when would it have been? When would it have been? When did he show up? Braun, I feel like got introduced pretty early. Like season he, two, didn't he? Season two might even been late season one with Tyrion in, in King's Landing. No, no. Tyrion like Tyrion like went to the wall after season. It was like, wasn't it? No, did he go to King's Landing in season one? He was at yeah, because he was at Ned's execution. Oh, he went to the wall for like five episodes, I think. I think. Yeah, I was wondering why. Or did Bronn go to the wall with him? Bronn went to the wall with him because, remember, he, he got captured by Catelyn Stark. And right. then they, they went to that place that uh, the Fingers or the Reach or whatever, where he had to stand trial, and he needed someone to do trial by combat, and that's where Bronn comes in. Right. Because Bronn was the guy who would like do trial by combat for Tyrion for money. Right, right, right. Um, and then they went to the wall or something. I can't yeah, remember. they probably hooked up. They probably uh, hooked up on set. 
And then, like, they just don't like each other anymore. Yeah. I wonder what went down. Maybe Cersei Lannister is just, like, a fun chick, likes to have fun. And she's like, what? We were just... We were just, just part- playing with his P.E.K.K.A. We were just partying last night. And Bronn's like, but I love you, Lena. Yeah, could be. It she's like, be. well, I don't love you. Or like, we maybe, was just maybe they had like maybe they had like a maybe they had like a, a thing that like now we're just straight up talking over asses. But like maybe they had like a fling and then they're off shooting, so they're like standing in her apartment and then like he fucking he shits with the door open, all this stuff, and then they got into a big fight. He calls her a cunt, says he never wants to see her again. <laughs> Comes too fast. Yeah, I'm sorry, they Lena. They, like, maybe they had like three months, and it was just enough to get close enough to know a bunch of horrible shit about each other, and then they had a big end of the relationship fight where they threw everything in the kitchen sink at each other. He called that her a cunt. Great. She called him a fucking. She she said his dick doesn't work properly or something, and they just <laughs> they don't want to fucking see each just other. Just a full out fucking thrash. Just a oh. A, 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 Brawl, a verbal brawl. See, now that's more interesting. I want a behind-the-scenes Game of Thrones. I want, I want a fucking lean. Like, I don't want to see Braun. the hound play guitar with Tormund. I want to see, I want to see Cersei call Bronn a cunt. <laughs> Although that was a cool vine. Oh, I'll see. I'm get Jamie on the air. Hello. Hi. You're on the air. What's that mean? You're on the podcast. What? I'm pot, I'm, I'm pot. <laughs> I'm, you're doing a podcast? Yeah, I'm podcasting right now. I thought you were downtown. No, I went downtown. Uh, Dad gave me a ride there and back. Everything's good. Oh, okay, because I don't need to be anywhere until 6 now. Well, come down. I had that open hour. Come down. Mm-hmm. Come down. To your place? Yeah. I have a question for you. What? That poster of uh, the guy with the skull and the, ha- and the leather jacket and the hair. Me and Max were wondering what movie that was from. Uh, someone with Rowdy 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 Piper or whatever. I can't believe. Rowdy Rowdy uh, Piper. You know where he puts those sunglasses on? He can see everybody in the Obey shirt. No. Nah, I don't. I want anyway, to know so what you're talking about. Sounds amazing. What's that? I'm not really on the podcast. You're 100% being recorded right now on the podcast. Uh, I have you on speakerphone and you're going into the mic. <laughs> Um, hold on. Okay. Holding they air? They live, I think it's called. They live. They live. Yeah, it's called Okay, live. I've heard of that. I didn't know Roddy Roddy Piper was in that. That is a sweet-ass fucking poster. Is it just you and Maxie? Yeah. The other side of the poster is way better. It's Jason from Jason Goes to New York. Oh, shit. I like, I put tape uh, this on guy's it got a forever. leather jacket. Yeah, she put tape on it and ruined it forever for me because I related to that guy more. And it's an original flat sheet from 1988 Fangoria magazine. Shit. Shit, dude. If that's not love, I don't know what it is. That's right. Okay, well, I'll, uh, I'll come up briefly when I'm done here. Okay, be good to see you, babe. Okay. See you, Jamie. Love you, bye. Bye. What'd she say at the end there? It sounded like she went, bye, be over, bye. Love you, bye. Oh, now bye, Elvioba. <laughs> bye, Beazelbub. The devil. The devil. Um, I showed you that trailer with Joaquin Phoenix. What do you think about that movie? That's great. What was that called again? You want me? I'm not here. <laughs> I'm still here. You, you want to be here? You're not you're supposed not here? to be here. So good. It looks so good, dude. It looks beast. It looks fucking beast. Joaquin... Title needs work on the title. One word title would have been great. Yeah, because like it really sounds like I'm not here. 
It sounds like the movie that Joaquin Phoenix did with Casey Affleck. Yeah. It's like, so whatever that one is, I'm not here or I'm still here. It sounds like that. So just search up <laughs> words yeah. that sound like that. You weren't even here, I think. I think yeah. that's what it's called. You you weren't even there or something. Yeah. Joaquin Phoenix, though, is like, I feel like he got like Edward Norton, American History X jacked. There's just something about him in that trailer that looks fucking he's not even jack jack he's like because he's definitely got fat on him he's fat <laughs> uh, but also like there's a part of it wonders like that's just the way he is the way he is at the moment yeah and he's just like this is just how i'm gonna look like fuck you yeah. i'm a good actor this is how i'm gonna look i think you it want adds me to the character though it does he, he looks, looks intimidating he's got, he's got he's kind of got the i'm not there beard and hair yeah oh yeah he's God, got that guy is such a good fucking actor he's got it's his unreal. hair tied back and like a little ponytail so you know it's long yeah like, just slightly too long he's got a big thick ass beard and he's looking in the mirror he's he's got titties because he's like big <laughs> yeah and he just puts on this like cocky smile and i'm just like oh this movie looks great he looks, looks really fucking good. Joe, I want to hear Joe Rogan's impression on that movie. Yeah. He's just a he's a, yeah. He's got fat on him because he's just like a caveman. He's storing fat yeah. for the winter. He's a beast with his big gorilla hands. He used to be, you know. I remember walking Phoenix from eight millimeters, just a little guy. But fuck, he turned into this just planet-eating monster of <laughs> an unstoppable force. These fucking gorilla heads, you crush a goddamn coconut with those mitts. <laughs> he does look like someone I would not want to cross paths with. Oh, 100%. He looks big and fucking crazy. <laughs> it looks it looks awesome. It's a great, I like the plot line. I like the idea of this it's, little girl yeah, getting kidnapped. It's like Taxi like, Driver a little bit. It's like this 13-year-old girl's getting whored out in a whorehouse, looks like. Yeah, and it, but I feel like he's like... An but he's a serial killer. Type. No. No, I'm not a serial killer. He's like a mob guy. Hitman, kind Yeah, yeah. Where they're like, he's sent on a mission to like save this girl from like uh, being part of this like child porn ring or something. Yeah. And he uses hammers. He uses hammers. Like, that was a great, that was a great point in the trailer where they're like, what was it? I hear you can be violent or some shit. He's like, I can be. Can be. And then got to him he buy uses, a hammer in a hardware store. He uses like 10 different hammers throughout that trailer. <laughs> <laughs> different sizes, different makes. He's the hammer man. Oh man. It'll be great. If they just fall out, did it just fall out in 1998 and did a full fucking dance fight to Hammer Time? Hammer Time. It's yeah. Hammer Time. Yeah. He can't touch this, you mean? Yeah. Can't touch this. <laughs> and it's choreographed to like when he hits a skull, it's like dun 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 boom. Like in a, what was that Marky Mark movie where they kind of did something similar? The big hit? Is it called The Big Hit? Yes, yes, with Lou Diamond Phillips. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you Do you might, remember? That was around the same uh, era of such classics as Point Point, uh, Gross Point Blank. Probably came, uh, The Pest was around that time. <laughs> I just remember, like, the scene where he's, like, going out to do the big action scene. He's like, I'm going to go kick a bunch of guys' asses, like, around the end, like, the climax. Mm-hmm. And, uh... Like he's like he's like like I feel like this was a thing in the '90s where like the climax was about to happen, so the characters would get new, better outfits. Right? Yeah, they would all leather up and shit. Yeah, like uh, mystery men. Yeah, yeah. Probably, I think every like like the bat the Jew Schulmacher Batman's he got a different suit at the end. X Men. X Men. Yeah, X Men. They got those leather suits. Yeah, at the end. exactly. It was like that's such a weird. Now I think about it, it's such a weird concept to be like. I wonder if there was a producer somewhere. It's like, 
for the big end scene, you gotta give them better outfits. Gotta be, right? <laughs> it's gotta be like, it doesn't feel like a real... And that goes back to that, uh, what I was saying earlier, how in midpoints or like at the climax, movies seem to get larger in scale and like budget-wise, you know, and try to make the biggest ending ever. Yeah. I like this new trend of movies like Green Room and Blue Ruin that start small and small, you know? They, yeah. They, they, they like, stay, the context makes... Yeah, they keep that cool niche back alley yes. look throughout the entire movie. Yes. They never get to, like, a stadium with really great lighting, you know, and no. he's, all of a sudden he's like, oh, I got this bazooka. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, it's, it's almost like movies, like, power up, like, video games at certain points, you know? Yeah. I feel like the only thing that could do that is, like, John Wick, because that's what you yeah. kind of expect. It's kind of going yes. for that kind of, yeah. like, Absolutely. generic a little bit. You're looking here for the action. Yeah. What's that car, that car fight scene? At the start of John Wick. Oh, wait, 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 hold on. I gotta finish this thought before I excuse me. Please go. Big hit. The end of Big Hit. His big suit up scene, Marky Mark's big suit up scene. Uh huh. It's not leathers. He's got like a giant, like way too big for him windbreaker. Uh huh. And it's got like, it's got like, it's yellow, bright yellow. <laughs> and, and then on each side, it's got like a black silhouette of like two hands facing each other doing the guns. <laughs> And that's like his big, like, I'm going to go kick everyone's ass outfit. What a beast. He's like, hold on, I'll put on my ass kicking windbreaker. What a beast. He's way too big. Uh, Mark Wahlberg has, he must really love his kids. Because he has way too much money to be making all these shit movies he's in. And do you think, do you think it's because of his kids? I think yes. I heard an interview somewhere where he said that. He's like, gotta feed the kids. It's gotta be, he doesn't have to feed the kids. Gotta feed the kids. He, I think he just wants to do it because like, have you seen his new movie coming out? It's no. like Bad Dads 2, I think it's called. <laughs> and it's him and Will Ferrell. And uh, it's kind of like a... It's kind of like a... What's that show called with the two opposite guys? The old TV sitcom. The Odd Couple? The Odd Couple. It's like The Odd Couple. Mark Wahlberg's like this big, hunky buff man. And Will Ferrell's this goofy dude. Man-child. Man-child, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then in Big Dads 2, from what I can tell from the... Big Dads 2. <laughs> From the no, uh, it went from poster. bad dads or to big dads. Big dads too. <laughs> big daddy too. Big dads too. Bad dads too. The poster is kind of the same thing. They're sitting on a couch, except for above Mark Wahlberg is Mel Gibson wearing the same clothes, and he's looking over, and John Lithgow <laughs> is Will Ferrell's dad, and he's doing something goofy too. And it was just like, this looked like a movie that when I was four years old, I was like, let's not rent this. This looks bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh. Will Ferrell, though, man, like, I fucking, I always, like, underestimate him. He's fucking funny. He's, like, one of the funniest people in the whole world. He's <laughs> he, gotta be, right? <laughs> he's consistently always made me chuckle, man. He's, like, his fucking, uh, I talked about this a little bit on the podcast last week, I think, but, like, I watched Step Brothers recently. Yeah, I remember you saying that. Fucking, sh holy shit. John C. Riley is such a treasure, too. Oh, fucking... He and John C. has done so much string. dramatic roles. He does. He's a great actor all around. That thing where they're doing a string of comedies together and they were all like Talladega Nights was so good. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. I forgot uh, John C. and Will were kind of like partnered up there. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. were fucking amazing. Because <laughs> they're... They both play the same character. They don't really play <laughs> off each other. <laughs> oh, fuck. Talladega Nights was also a fucking funny movie. Yeah. Talladega Nights was amazing. Uh, forgotten Treasure almost. Already. Yeah, man. Like, when he's like, 
convincing everyone he's paralyzed. So he stabs, and they're like, you're not paralyzed, you just think you are. And he stabs a steak knife into his leg. <laughs> like, those are classics. <laughs> really good. Love it. He's, the, he's just like, he's perfect. Like, like even like Step Brothers is watching, like, from like the first moment you see him. Uh, it's like the introduction is like the dad and mom getting together, getting right. a conference and them getting married. And then like sh- she's moving in with him. And so her and Will Ferrell driving a car. It's just Will Ferrell like in the backseat looking at him. He's like, I'm not calling him dad. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like perfect. This 40 year old man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking great. Is he a writer, Will? He must. He must be yeah. in the writing. Because those are all Adam McKay movies, and him and Adam McKay like write together. All the time. Okay, Adam yeah. McKay is like the big SNL. He was like the big uh, head writer at SNL for a long time, and right. And uh, he did. I think Adam McKay did get him to the Greek, and he did. Okay, so he's kind of in with yeah. that Sandler yeah. type, or crew. like Judd Apatow too. Yeah, and forgetting Sarah Marshall, I think was Adam McKay. Fuck, I don't know. That might be wrong. That no. That might be Judd Apatow. No. That, that, yeah, that was one of Judd's movie, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Was it? I swear. Because it did not fit the rest of his movies, I remember. Or it did fit, of no, course. I don't know if it did. Like, it didn't feel as autobiographical. It was much more funny, but I'm pretty sure that was, like, the first movie he has on his directing credits. Are you sure? I'm going to look. I'm going to look because I'm not sure. Besides Freaks and Geeks. If he directed episodes of those. Probably directed episodes of those. Uh, fuck. I could be wrong on Sarah Jacks Marshall. I feel like that's Adam McKay, but... Waiting for the thing to load up. Waiting How's Rick and Morty been? Has it been on? Last week they didn't do an episode. They did, took a break last week, but uh. it's been really... People are complaining about this season. But, like, I just think it's People one of those... are complaining? People are fucking complaining about this season. And it's like... After Some of my favorite episodes are this season. I don't watch Rick and Morty, but I constantly hear people complaining to get it back. Where's season three? Fucking, I want season three. Oh, yeah, dude. I, that's all I heard for like the past year online. Director, Nicholas Stoller. Both wrong. Both. What the fuck? He also directed... He's the writer on Get Into the Greek. Okay. Director and Neighbors. The writer on... He's a writer on Yes Men. Okay. Uh... Nick, if you want to come on the podcast, defend yourself. Stoller, Stoller come defend yourself. Was it right? God, I really do love getting the Greek. I always like that's like something that people re- for some reason like a lot of people haven't seen that movie. I own it on Blu-ray. I liked it so much. Yeah, I barely own anything on Blu-ray. <laughs> I literally only bought like movies where I'm like, oh yeah, this is like my favorite. But I don't get them to the Greek on Blu-ray. <laughs> I watch that shit in 1080p, son. And then maybe he's a writer on it. Who's a writer? Getting to the Greek, what I liked about it uh, was almost like all the Spinal Tap um, off-production shit they did for it. Oh, really? They did a bunch of, like... Like, they actually made those Aldous Snow music videos. Oh, that's true. Like, the full they did full music videos. And they, I'm pretty sure they made Russell Brand yeah. perform that concert, right? Oh, Forget Sarah Marshall was written by Jason Segal. Is it? Yeah, written by Jason Segal, produced by Judd Apatow, directed by Nicholas Stoller. Maybe it's, like, a personal story, then. Hmm. Right? Sorry, okay. Um, no, that's interesting. I didn't know that. We're both like way off. <laughs> Adam McKay's name is at least Judd Apatow's name is involved. Adam McKay's name isn't even involved. In 
Um, fuck, I forget what we're talking about. Oh, uh, we're talking about. Uh, owning. Talking about all the post production, like all the extra shit they did for Game to the Greek. Oh, yeah, like Russell Brand performed all those songs. That was like the last really good movie Russell Brand was in. Yeah. He's he was so good. And all he did was have to play. Like, the thing about Russell Brand, I don't think he gets, is he just got to play himself, kind of. Pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Just and, got to do, like, the old. Uh, there's another actor who pretty much just does that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's pretty much all he has to do is just be. He's just fun to watch. You yeah. Know? Funny guy. Funny, natural British comedian. Yeah. Lately, he's been getting kind of annoying. I've been seeing. Yeah, it's just, it's just like, he's uh, just so political. I I've been not... seeing him getting way too political. That's exactly why. But also, like, I, you know what, you know, but at the same time, I'm one of those guys where I'm like, if you don't like what I'm doing, you could just fuck off. So I'm like, yeah. if I don't like what Russell Brand's doing, I just don't watch it, and it's fine. Yeah, you know what I don't I mean? watch it either. I just don't like it getting pushed in my face. Like, I don't hate Russell Brand. Like I said, I love him. Yeah. Just, he's getting, he's getting a bit annoying lately. Yeah, I don't know. I don't even know. It's just, you know what it is? It's just like... It's hard for me to criticize him because I feel like I do all the things he does, but he just has different op- ideas than me. Right, where he like pushes his opinion on people, and like I do shit like that all the time. And also, he's putting I, it I'm, I'm a in blow a public hard. space, so yeah. it's like it's not us talking to each other in the living room, being yeah. like, you know what's fucked up about the politics today? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like, he's actually putting it out to people. But so are we. We're doing it out this podcast. You know what yeah, I mean? Like we're yeah. doing everything he's doing. Yeah. It's just we have different opinions than him, so all of a sudden it's like he's an asshole. That's the thing I like. I always like. I and try to chat, but it's also fu- it's just fun to shit on people too. At the same time, my favorite I love thing it. to do. I love it. You my know what I mean? Favorite thing to it's do. Like we're only. I don't like human. to hurt people's feelings. Yeah, I would never do it to his face. But I love, which I guess means I'm a coward. Taking the shit out of people. It's fun, dude. It's. I think it's what all best friendships are based it's on. It's funny though. <laughs> you hear like the like people who are like considered huge or the best. Among their trade, yeah, and it's always like everything everyone always says about them is like they never talk shit. Yeah, they never talk shit. David Tell never talks shit. Judd Tell never talks shit. Judd Apatow never talks shit. So there's people around, but it's just like, how do you not have an opinion about something? Yeah, honestly, I think that's bullshit. I think that's something that they do just in that world, and, and like a self-preservation. Like self-preservation. Part, that part might be partly why they are who they are, or why yeah. people seem as who they are. I think it's why, like, every time they go on a talk show, and they're like, ooh, the sex scene. So, yeah. and they always say the same thing. They're like, it's the least sexiest thing in the world. It's more funny than sexy. You're wearing these skin-tight skin suits and rubbing up against on each other, and I'm like, you guys both got wives at home. <laughs> I mean, you guys both got a wife and a husband at home. I have no doubt when you were rubbing up on Cameron Diaz that you got a boner, Jason Seagull. <laughs> Don't tell me you didn't. <laughs> it is it is weird that, like, yeah. You like, know what I mean? I, it, it, like, you just, there's, like, this thing where it's, like, if you don't say that in public, you're just a pig. Yeah, exactly. You just come off as, like, a rude pig. Yeah, exactly. Um, But also, I don't buy it either. At least some, some of the time. I can almost see it more for guys than girls where they're lying. Guys are lying more than girls are Oh, lying. yeah. Like with a girl, like, yeah, it's funny. This fat right? guy was humping me. It's <laughs> like, oh, man, I got to caress <laughs> wet Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> Brian Callen, uh, this comedian who's on Joe Rogan's podcast, his friends with Joe Rogan, he's really funny. And he's, uh, Joe was like, kind of blew up his spot a little bit. And he was talking about he's doing an acting scene with a girl where they have to do a sex scene and she said he could do full penetration on her if you want and he's like no like I just met you like how many guys have you done this with <laughs> you're just like just met me like if you want you could do full penetration 
<laughs> That's pretty great. That's a good story. Um. Yeah. I feel like this week's been busy as fuck. A lot of, lot of floods, a lot of hurricanes. That's the one good thing about living in the middle of nowhere inland is that we're in, like, we couldn't be less affected by hurricanes. Like, a hurricane couldn't get us if it wanted to. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't imagine. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, me and you both want to, like, move to Vancouver or New York or L.A. We both want to move to a coastal city. Yeah, and, like, a hub city. Yeah. Say. And coastal, too. That's weird. I just hypothet- about that. hypothetically, like, indulge me this. Uh. You moved to finally move to LA. Okay. You moved to LA and uh, say you're like a weekend. Mm-hmm. You like saved up some money. You still haven't got a job yet because you're looking. You, you know, you say you're fine. Bumming on the beach or something. Yeah. Or you say you even have a place. Yeah. Fucking the big earthquake happens that everyone said it was going to happen. It's fucking chaos in the streets. Like San Andreas splits in half. Yeah. Yeah. Do you hightail it back home after all this time wanting to live in LA and do the thing? Mm, oh, but all, I, so, all of a sudden it's fucking it's fucking a disaster movie out there. It's 2012, and it's like you know you have a safe place back home. You say you have a car. Say you can. It's an option for you. At that point, I think my pride would take over and not act like a pride. <laughs> You're like I, you, you could be I would, like I would head more south. Honestly, my first thing would be like somewhere else in America, kind of thing. Yeah, like I'm going to go south of San Diego, see what the Mega 64 boys are up to <laughs> <laughs> as buildings are crumbling behind me. In that situation, honestly, like that dire of a situation. Mm-hmm. Like I, I say, I, say, I, say it's Vancouver. Say it's Vancouver, so it's less. I like America's a little harder to get across the border and stuff. Say it's Vancouver, where it's like shit's gone fucked up. Shit's gone like shit's gone fucked up in Vancouver. And like Dawson is like you have if you have a car, Dawson is easily accessible from and Vancouver. Like buildings are falling. Buildings are bombs f- are going off. Fucking, I, I might honestly, I might. People are looting. It's violent out there. It's a free. It's fucking escape from New York out there. I might commit Grand Theft Auto and steal a car. No, say you have a car. Say, say you don't have to do it. Say it's just an option. Oh, I don't have to steal my car. No, say you have a car. You're driving. It, that's how you got down there is you drove down. You fucking have all your shit in your car because you haven't, like, fully unpacked. There's just three boxes in, like, your apartment or whatever. Oh, yeah. I fucking... Do you eventually, like, I'm going back to Dawson until the shit blows over. I'll fucking come back when shit... Uh, I don't know calms. if I'd drive all the way to Dawson. If it was really that fucked up, though, maybe. Because I wouldn't be able to pass the You don't border. know anyone? Yeah. Yeah, see, America's different. Like, trying to get across the border stuff, there's a whole fucking thing. Let me across the border, they're gonna kill me! That's where Vancouver, if you're in Vancouver, all you gotta do is, you're in the same province, even. All you gotta do is drive down a a highway. Yeah. Yeah, I'd probably head up north if Vancouver went to shit. And then just, like, waited it out for a few months, come back when they're rebuilt and everything's good. Yeah. That was another thing. When I lived in Vancouver, I moved back, like, a week before... Those fucking riots happened with the oh, hockey team. Fuck, that was ridiculous. I was like, I can't believe I missed that. I would have been I can't fun. That believe like I a, missed that. That seemed like a fun time, though. Right? Like, I was just like... Because you don't live downtown. No. I would have been totally unaffected. Yeah. It was like one of those things where, like, the riots happened. I'm like, I can't... Like, I missed it by a week. I lived there for five years. <laughs> you could have been, been drinking beer in the street. There was one fucking thing where it was, like, the front page of one of the newspapers I saw. It was the like front page of one of the newspapers, and it's just in the middle of downtown. 
Someone had like made a bonfire in the middle of the street. Trash can fire. So, yeah, everyone's like around it, and there's a guy. He's like, it's a great shot. This guy like mid, he's like jumping over the bonfire. They got him like, <laughs> got him like mid stride, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at the picture. I'm like, this is crazy. And then I fucking see in the corner there, Sakib's there with like a fucking beer in his hand. <laughs> smile on just his a face. grin on his face just with a fucking Pabst Blue Ribbon in his hand. <laughs> just I'm like, I can't believe I missed that! Front row What just, the fuck? Like, no one's harassing him. He's just enjoying the show. Just living life, man. He's just like, this is crazy. <laughs> maybe I'd do that and maybe I'd get coordinates to Saqib's house and try to compound up there. <laughs> yeah, if I'd like bunker up with Would he someone. have like, is his house compound enough? Probably. Could withstand some riots? I, you know, it's like, I don't. he might, might not even live where he lived when I knew him. Maybe he's got a huge compound now. Or hit the sea. Hit the sea? I might steal a boat. (laughs) This is what I love about Vancouver is like, there's just so many nooks and crannies that you don't always get to see in Vancouver that you find. I remember my friend, like uh, Katie, when she lived there, she moved into a houseboat. I I was like, I didn't even know this happened. It was like this little dog with just big. Like boats that you could never sail on the ocean because they're so tall. I would love to live in a houseboat. It was fucking cool. I went there. I was like, "This is sweet." I would love to live into it, but I'm like, I'm scared. Like if I got drunk one day, I would just fall mm. into the water when I'm going home and die. I love water. I would choose a houseboat. Bolt. Choose a houseboat. <laughs> it was tall. It was like the whole place. You know, like was you, you could see me way. like uh, Robert Downey Jr. in Zodiac. Yeah, man. Come to my house. What do you I want? wonder if you gotta pay property taxes. Probably not. Probably the landowner. Just dock fees. Yeah, probably the landowner pays like yeah the dock fees or wherever, and then gets the houseboat thing. I imagine. I imagine the houseboat is owned by someone who just rents it out. That's another thing, man. I was thinking about this. Is like I was thinking about how there's like no real way to always be secure, if that makes sense uh, financially. Because I was thinking about it. I was thinking about, like, buying. I was like, I always thought, like, I'm such an idiot. In my early 20s, I don't know when I found this out, but I remember in my early 20s thinking, like, oh, man, if you got, like, a nugget, if you buy a house, you buy a house outright, you buy a car outright, and then you just got to pay maintenance and food, mm-hmm. like, bills. But you always had that house. You always had that car. And that's before I found out that, like, there's such a thing as property tax and you still have to pay mm. the government like five grand every year or whatever for your little lot of land. Yeah. And if you don't, they get take the house away from you. Like no matter what, they can always take it away from you. Yeah. Yeah. That is fucked up. That is fucked up. That's a, that's the kind of story of hell or high water. <laughs> that's kind of the yeah. main thing. Yeah. Right. What's can pay the property tax. I, and it's funny, like his whole thing, uh, hell or high water is a movie. Where this guy's uh, about to lose his farm, so he starts robbing banks with his brother. I want to but, think of his. I want to think of his name because he's a real good actor, Ben Foster, and Captain Kirk. Yeah, Captain <laughs> Captain Kirk. Let's just say that he's <laughs> really good in it, though. I want to say it's Christian something or Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Chris Pine. Yeah. Uh, but he talks about being poor at the end of it. He talks about being poor is like having a disease that gets spread from generation to generation. And it's everyone like, around that you. That is such a. Is, I like never someone like uh, dialed in being dilated, articulate being poor in such an accurate way. In my opinion, no, it's like either. that speech almost made me cry because it was just like you hundred percent understand what he's talking about. 
Totally. If you grow, if you grew up poor, you want like some people might not understand that speech, you know. Yeah. But that speech at the end justifies everything to him, and that's and yeah. and that talk with his son too. Yeah. Where he's like, I won't hear what they tell you. He's like, No, you hear, you listen. Yeah, everything yeah. they I, tell you about me is true. I did it all. Yeah, exactly. Don't do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and then at the end when he's like, Yeah, being poor is a curse. You know, starts generations before my granddaddy, his granddaddy. And uh, it's like a disease, you know, it affects the people around you, the people you love, mm-hmm. until your whole life's just kind of fucked up. Yeah. And then he goes, but not my sons. Yeah. I broke that for him, you know? And he kind of yeah. has this almost, like, maniacal pride about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, almost like when you see a serial killer killing someone, and they think it's for a justified reason, you know? Yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. you'll see I saved the world, uh, you know? Yeah, he has yeah. this, like, I broke that curse. It's pretty good. It's, and, like... I was on, I was listening to Joe Rogan's podcast yeah. and he had Jordan Peterson on and I can't, something, uh, Weinstein. It was this Jordan Peterson. They were both these professors who got kind of fucked over by the system a little bit. Okay. Jordan Peterson's like this really controversial, uh, professor from Toronto. Right. Who he refused. He was like one of those guys who's like. He ref- it started with controversy where he refused to use pronoun like the proper pronouns for transgender people, mm-hmm. and uh, so like he got a lot of heat for that. What's the proper like like for someone that? like he refused to use like, um, like the middle ones like X and Z and all that stuff, or non-binary. You people who like don't identify as a gender at all or switch between the genders fluidly. You're See, just, I don't even know the pronouns for those people. And but also, I think he, I think it went beyond that. I was like, I think his, but he was like his. He, he was had, actively. Yeah, he was. Like, he had like a free speech sort of position, where he was like, "You can't make me say these words." Yeah, yeah. And then like now it's like right now he's like a big activist, like because he, he went he went out against because I, I guess like it's legislated now where like if you don't use the proper pronouns, you can like get charged or something. Which is like that's what he was against. So what I'm kind of against too is like this free speech. Is thing. that really legis- is that in Canadian legislation now? There's comedians who did like it's not even like there's it's weird. There's these tribunals now which are like apart from the court system in Canada, mm-hmm. where it's like uh, if you like offend people, if it's like an offense thing or it's like a hate crime thing, it's marked under hate crimes. But like a comedian, like got he made fun of a kid in a joke and he got his life is ruined. He got sued. He got. Uh, brought to this tribunal and they made him like he has to give this kid like a hundred grand for making his joke it's too much it's become too fucking much that's ridiculous that ruins his whole life it's become too fucking it's much you know how that... hard it is to become a comedian in the first place little like it was just no it was it was a joke it's like a joke here's the thing it's an edgy joke but he's an edgy comedian and it's like it, anyone can make this joke in the states the joke was and it's not even that original of a premise it was just about this is just in canada in canada in the states no it's in canada in Montreal and it was like this guy and the joke was it was as simple as like this Make-A-Wish kid Uh, something happened with this Make-A-Wish kid where he went to the Make-A-Wish Foundation got what he wanted and then he ended up uh, getting cured Yeah. and then the whole joke was just like shouldn't he he should have the decency to die (laughs) if he's gonna get his Make-A-Wish granted or whatever right and then the kid and then the kid found out and the kid like brought in this tribunal 100 grand like for that joke isn't that fucking insane it's sad because I feel like part of the reason of comedy and all comedians get this, actual comedians, yeah. is that you got to learn to laugh at yourself in the world. 
Yeah, yeah. You won't live unless you learn to laugh at yourself. You have a sense of humor about who you are. If you're a fat guy, me and you, we yeah. always are making jokes about how Us. we're fat. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's even always... even as much as we might talk and laugh at other people's expenses. Yeah. It's because we know we're it's not perfect like, either. Yeah, exactly. It's always like, yeah, but us too. We're also flawed. Yeah. And it's just supposed to be like, isn't this world ridiculous? Yeah. That, that, that is, uh, that worries me. That put, that, uh, gave me goosebumps here. Yeah. That's in legislative. So, so, yeah. But, uh, yeah. So Jordan Peterson's like definitely against that. And he's like a controversial figure because of that. Okay. So people see him as like a racist or whatever. If you're, if you're. Alt-right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But he's not even that. Like, it's like, it's weird. It's, uh. I get it. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Like especially like people who are like, it's people who are like so aggressively left leaning. Yeah, that like if you disagree with them at all on any like nuanced points, and you're you, a neo Nazi. You're a neo Nazi. Yeah, and then this other guy is an American professor was on the same podcast. Like right. it was like a three person podcast, and he Something was Weinstein? he yeah he got in trouble because. Um, you know, they were having, like, the day without a black person, day without... Uh, day without a woman. Day without a woman. They are having these big things, right? Where they're like, this, this is what life would be like without us, so... And then people would stay home. Yeah. They were, they... At this one university, they wanted to have day without white people, but it was, like, one of those things where it was sort of enforced... It was supposed to be, like, sort of enforced mm-hmm. on white... It wasn't, like, white people saying, okay, we're gonna... It was, like other like uh special interest groups saying okay now deal with the white people like you guys have to stay home and this one professor was like you can't make me stay home like yeah. i'm going <laughs> to my job i'm going to teach my class yeah and it was fucking huge i think he got i don't know if he got fired or if he got like suspended it was one of those things where it became a huge thing and kids were protesting his class and he's like, no, he's like, it's racist. You can't make me stay home against my will. Like, that's not how... The law works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's for... You can't force. make... He's like, if other make... people want to stay home, that's their right, but you can't make me stay home. It's his right to not stay home. <laughs> it is his fucking... America, it is as right as a human. Yeah. And so, anyways, there are both these professors who are in hot water, and they're on Joe Rogan's podcast recently, and they were talking about... Um, they're talking, but we're talking about being poor. They're talking about economic crisis. They're talking about like how like uh, the left kind of like doesn't prey on like like hardcore left leaning people sort of prey on like people who are poor and they're like it's it's people who have money's fault and stuff like that. When really it's like a mix of reasons. It's like yeah. and part of why that is so attractive to poor people especially is because some of it is people rich people like gaming the system and fucking other people over like that's a big part, oh, part of, it. of it definitely and and so that's but they're talking about how um a part of economically part of the problem is is like if you have even if you have some money if you have like just like if you're doing okay there are steps you can take to make more money and get more wealthy but if you have nothing if you have zero it is so close to impossible to get even a little money because, to like get something started and get more, make more money starts. Yeah. Well, it's like the, the way they said it, it was like such a, like as a person who's grown up poor my whole life, I totally get it. They're like st- starting at zero, starting with nothing. Nothing is like a magnet that attracts more nothing. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just like, like it, it's, it's weird that way. You where get it's like 30 bucks a day. You made 30 bucks a day. Okay, yeah. great. Okay, let's now eat with that money. Yeah. Okay, uh, we ate with that money. We have eight dollars left. Let's use it for gas so we can try to make some more money tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. It's just like it's such a you you become stuck in such a deep pit of financial ruin. Yeah. Yeah. That it be, it 
it feels impossible to get even to like a lower mid level. <clears throat> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It is a very oppressive and, and feeling. Even, and then Rogan had this like analogy which I thought was perfect too. He's like being poor is kinda like gravity where like you're on Earth and it's like getting away from poverty is sort of like the heart. The closer you are to earth, the harder it is. Mm-hmm. So the closer you are to poverty, the harder it is. And then you get more and more up in the atmosphere and it comes easier and easier because gravity's release on you. Yeah. Gravity's hold on you. That's sort of what being poor to like going up a little bit kind of feels like. It feels like it's such an impossible feat when you're on the ground. Yeah. You need so much more force here than you do up here. Yeah. To like get there. You know what I mean? Completely, I think that's fucking... And also, but he also brought this point. He's like, some of the best innovations and best artists in the world started poor. It's like you kind of... And there's something about poor. having that fire lit in you that makes you incredibly driven and talented. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not going to fucking lie and say, like, I haven't indulged in my, like, conditions to kind of help me write, you know? And it hasn't, like... Mm. It's, you know, I'm not going to say, like, you know, uh, when I was sleeping on your couch here last year, nothing. Looking at everything from the third perspective and being like, I really got to write a fucking great book, you know? Yeah. Like, here I am. I'm this guy who's never given up integrity to be this filmmaker, right? Yeah. Given up so much that, like, here I am now, you know? Yeah. Sleeping on this fucking couch. But I'm still being a writer. And, like, I think that is something that's, like, I def- it definitely... Oh, not only gave me a little fire under my feet just to keep moving and to keep doing it, you know, but it also gave me part of like, well, like, what else am I going to do right now, too? You know, like, this is who I am. This is what I was meant to be, you know, and I because I didn't I don't do it for the money. Mm -hmm. You know, if I need money, I'll do a job that requires it, you know, but right now my writing and filming are making money, you know, just like little freelance gigs here and there. But um. Yeah, no, I think I think that was the perfect analogy. I forget where I'm going, but yeah. Right, yeah. I felt like both those things like were like it described it perfectly. And it also goes back to what Chris Pine said at the end of uh, Hell or High Water. We talking about like poverty is like a disease that just yeah. fucking infects like everyone you know and love. I also feel like it's made me more perceptive of the world. Yeah, o- over the past five years, and almost more. What's the word? More less of a. Less of a dick, but not like less of a dick. More accepting mm. of people, you know, being yeah. being down like this. I'm more, I'm more likely to have a better outlook on others around mm. me. You know, I'm not fucking. I'm not sleeping in a back alley or nothing. Yeah. I'm not fucking John Doe in a fucking back alley. But like, it's also. But it's just made me, you know, have time to like nothing to do but to observe people. You know. Yeah. This is right. Okay, this is this is a big uh, segue, but like, dude, you shaved your head. Yeah. And now I'm liking it. I'm used to it. Now I'm used to it. I'm like, it looks good. Yeah. Thank uh, you. Thank uh, you. Does it work with the? Because I the just beard? I just felt like I, I no I was feeling fat and ugly and I couldn't do nothing with my hair. Yeah. So I just decided, fuck, let's go like, let's go Batista bomb it. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It actually, it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, I, th- I feel like it looks much better with my aviators and the aviators full setup. Aviators look good. I had a good pair of aviators that I just lost. Like, I had them for, like, two days. That's why I don't Shitty. fucking buy sunglasses. I always get them for, like, two, three days, and they're gone. I still might go with just straight sideburns and a mustache. I'm thinking. I think that would be kind of a badass look. <laughs> it, might, it might be a fucking cool-ass look. That's good. Like, the shape. You got, like, a nicely shaped head. So Thank you. That's what I was worrying about. <laughs> like... 
all, you see all the bumps like from, <laughs> from mom dropping me as a kid like just, my head just looks like a mashed potato bowl i remember dad dropped you once when he was drunk he came home from like wade's wedding or something wade is this fighter who trained uncle under uncle ray and we went to his wedding it was the first time i'd ever seen dad drunk yeah and when someone's like dad was fucking pissed and then he was like a different person i was yeah. like scared i started crying because i thought like that's what i was going to be forever now he just wasn't going to be the himself yeah and then we eventually went home and uh dad was drunk and he had you and he just dropped you on the floor oh, no. <laughs> he was he's laying on the bed yeah and he kind of like dropped you onto the end table or something by the bed yeah it was not on bad. my head or nothing no, no. <laughs> but still still not nice not not good but thank you i also feel like what helps is my hairline connects perfectly with my beard line yes you got a good line going on like it's a good too because it's like and it's not totally shaved it's not like razor shaved and you still see the fact that you got a dynamite hairline it's not like i'm going bald shaven head yeah and i also don't have an i should think of a better word to say this uh, I also don't have a straight hairline. I got a widow's. I got a cr- bit of a widow's peak. Yeah. I got a widow's peak, so like it goes. But back. it's not like like there's no receding going on right no, now. No, no, no. Yeah. God damn it! Even when you shave your head, you have better hair than me. It drives me fucking nuts. I'm glad. I'm glad I can rock looks, man. Yeah. I was a little bit nervous about this one, but needed something, and I feel like it did add a bit to like it added a bit to my backbone shaving my head. You know. Yeah. I feel like it's like. Uh, Almost like going into war, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, not feeling the best right now. Fuck, it's hot out. That was the main reason. <laughs> it's like, my head was feeling kind of hot. So I went uh, home to take a head. shower. And that didn't work. So I shaved my head. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, it's, uh, it's weird. It's new. Yeah. It's hard to get used to. Like, I, uh, I don't, I'm not doing this. Like, I'm not playing with it anymore. But as soon as I look in a mirror or something, I'm like, whoa, what the fuck? Yeah, what is going on? <laughs> right? It takes a bit to get used to. That makes sense. I think uh, I think I might get laid with it, though. You think, you think it'll work? Up in this town? I think, it might, I think it might get laid with this look. I don't know. You're fucking other. Your true detective hairstyle is so good, though. When you had, like, Matthew McConaughey, season one, young Matthew McConaughey. Not, like, like when it was not just... greasy Matthew McConaughey, like. Long, but like you mean when it was just quaffed? Quaffed back. That was also a good look for you. Yeah, you have such like I would fucking your hair is so thick you can do anything with it and it looks good. It's really fucking thick, man. Yeah, like my like I told you, my scalp feels like I got like no nerve endings in my scalp anymore. <laughs> like I can just scratch away. I could scratch to the bone and not feel anything. <laughs> like uh, what's the name? Chop top. Yeah, it's just like layers of dead skin have just now formed a helmet <laughs> on my head fucking a well i mean that's a fucking it's an hour and change that feels good yeah feels good yeah uh, i had a good chat a good chat not feel good people great gym matt's house all right uh,